Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up? What's up? It's your boy JP here with Views from the Porch. I got my main man, David Marvin, hello, in the studio. Hello, hello, And the Elena Haas. Hey, guys. What are we talking about? We're talking about growing your relationship with God. What does it look like to, to kind of grow your faith, grow your relationship with God? Maybe you're coming back to Christ or you've come back to Christ recently and you're trying to, um, man, just grow this newfound faith that you have or this faith that you once had that maybe you lost it and, and you've come back and you're trying to grow it. So what does it look like to grow a relationship with God? Mm. That's that's a good question. I th- what think one something that's helped me that I'm able to put words around uh, today is is two categories to think in things of two categories. I think uh, disciplines and affections. You guys tracking with me when I say that? So you got a, a bucket of disciplines and a bucket of affections. And so the Bible says that we're to discipline ourselves for godliness. And so there's this aspect of growth that comes through discipline. I think about it like trying to get a plant to grow. Uh, I don't have a green thumb or, or, or any green fingers for that matter. Um, but as I, it, I know that it's work to garden, to, to prepare the soil, uh, to plant the seed, uh, to water the soil, to put it in sunlight, to manage the water, to make sure that it gets enough and not too much, and and to put in the fertilizer, all trying to get this plant to grow. And the psalm says that we're like a tree uh, firmly planted by streams of water. And uh, I've, I've heard it said that, you know, the, the thing about trees is they grow slowly. Like you take a picture of it and then you, you see it and then you come back a year later and you take another picture of it. It looks very similar to what it did a year ago. They grow slowly. And uh, there's a cultivation process that comes into play. So what are the disciplines? So that's the bucket of disciplines. Yeah, good. And, and so as we think through disciplines, you have um, Bible intake. So this God has given us his word. It's the word of God. It's it's suitable for teaching, uh, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness. And, the, and so as we take that book, we're learning the narrative, Genesis to Revelation. We're really studying 66 books that teach us about the heart and the character of who God is. And so we're learning from a resource. And then in addition to that resource, there is a countless number of other resources that have been written uh, from that as a, as a springboard, right? And so the, the Bible is the bestseller year after year and also the bestseller in the history of the world by an incredibly large margin. And so this is God's book, 66 books. And there's also all these books written by people that are essentially commentaries on God's book. And so we can read those and they can teach us about God. In addition, other disciplines are prayer. And so spending time talking with, communicating with, uh, God, um, asking him for things, uh, confessing things, giving thanksgiving uh, for things, and um, and then just adoring him, just taking time in prayer to worshiping him, uh, to worship him rather. Um, there's the, the discipline of being a part of the body, being a member of a church, being under the authority of the elders, uh, belonging to God's people, um, community, and what are other spiritual disciplines? Fasting. Yeah, fasting. Whether it's stopping from eating or, or even just ceasing from different things in your life, technology, TV, social media. And um, so even fa- fasting is such a great one 
because it, it makes the point so clearly is this, it's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. So the disciplines are not easy. Um, it is it, just like disciplining yourself in the gym or disciplining yourself for a marathon does not come easy. A lot of times the disciplines are challenging. And I think the temptation for a young adult is to think, well, when this gets hard, I must be doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Man, there's just, for me, like I'm not a literary learner. I don't like to read. And just that God has given us a book is hard for me. Uh, I don't enjoy reading, like waking up and reading the Bible feels like a task. And so there, but there's a part of it that I know is necessary as I discipline myself for godliness. Yeah, that's good, man. And I think that's huge. Even the discipline of community, like you said, why would you call community a discipline or connecting to the church? Because relationships are messy and they, they require work. You know, when I think of discipline, I think of work. And so um, relationships require work. That's why. Yeah. So part of the way that you grow your faith is around discipline. We'll come back to some of the disciplines that, that uh, may be helpful for people to um, begin to include. And practically, what do you mean by that? But what do you mean by affections? That's the two buckets I heard okay. you say. So the first, so yeah, the first bucket, it's First Timothy 4, 7 through 8. It's disciplining yourself for godliness. It's the discipline bucket. It's the challenging bucket. And then the other way, as you grow spiritually, there's this aspect of emotional in the relationship. And so having our affections stirred, for God. And so it's the things that make us love God more. And I am always surprised by how people don't know the answer to this question. It's a very simple question I'm going to ask everyone listening right now. What makes you love God more? Uh, a guy came up after the porch the other day and he was just in a in a tough spot. He was struggling, um, continued to fall back into to sin. And he just was struggling. And I just asked him a question. I said, hey, let me, let me ask you, what makes you love God more? And he looked at me and he, you know, he sees, hey, I'm a, a minister. I'm at a church. And he, he gives me these churchy answers. He said, well, you know, reading the Bible and, um, you know, listening to podcasts and, and just uh, growing an understanding of, of God's word, you know, translating the Greek and the Hebrew. It's like, what? what? That makes you love God? That's great, man. If you're out there, like I'm so encouraged and envious, <laughs> potentially sinfully envious of, of that. I wish that was me, but that's not what makes me love God more. Those are things that I do out of disciplining myself for godliness. What makes me love God more? Now, sometimes as a fallout to that, I'll, you know, certainly I'll read something in God's word. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. I love you so much. Um, listening to podcasts is is one of those things. Um, but but it's sometimes we have to be broader than that. Like for me, you're walking in a forest where there's a crystal clear stream, you know, rustling over the um, oh, running over the rocks and creating a sound of a brook and the birds chirping in the distance and the temperature's perfect and the sun's cracking through the leaves of the trees where you just see these bright spots on the on the foundation of the bed of grass below me and um, and just taking a deep breath in in nature and seeing God's creation and there not being anything technological or man-made anywhere near me like my affections for God are stirred it may happen on the side of a mountain or in a forest or or you know on a fishing trip or or being with brothers camping but my affections for God are stirred um, inversely in contrast you know listening to a really really gifted musician like an unbelievably gifted vocalist and musician 
that stirs my affections for God. Competency in general, like somebody who's off the charts, amazing at something, stirs my affections for God. When I when I see it in people, what they can do, just how God made us, it it makes me appreciate the Creator. Um, bubble baths, you know, that's a weird one, right? All right we're gonna have to cut that out of the, yeah, out of the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, right. I, I just like slowing down and, and, um, and I think it's because you can't bring technology in the bathtub is dangerous. And so just being still and reflecting on the goodness of God, like that stirs my affections for God. A cup of coffee on the front porch, um, is, you know, affection stir for me with a, with a good book. Uh, I don't, even though I don't like to read, God is growing that affection. And, um, but just think about how crazy, if you came to me and you said, hey, I want to love God more, what do I need to do? And I said, all right, here's what I want you to do. You know, walk through a forest, um, run a bath, put some bubbles in it, and put on some really good rap music, you know, and that's going to make you love God more. Like, that would be ludicrous. Yeah. That'd be insane. It's because not I don't one know size what, fits all. I don't know what it is for you. What What is it for you? Man, I, I think I think everyone, well, maybe not everyone, I think nature is definitely, I told our team recently that of like, man, I just don't stop enough uh, life between kids, work, et cetera, and just go out and, and be like, God, it's amazing. The sky is incredible. Nature, the the sound of the wind blowing through the tree and, and birds. So I think there's something that, that stirs everyone, or at least my heart and most people I know's heart. So I, I would definitely say nature. Mine, honestly, mine are like even more weird than yours. I like, Good. Um, I like to compete at things. Like, like I like feel like energized. We know. And like, I love life more. Thank you for that. After um, it, anything, whether it's, it's playing pickup basketball or, you know, some flag football or uh, it's honestly a weird one uh, that I'm trying to figure out in this season of life. How do you incorporate it um, just to be able to like, uh, go and, 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 um, with other brothers and other people or sisters, uh, compete in a way I would, um, what was that chess I, match I, you I, and I, I had on that plane the other day? Mean <laughs> that is right. We did have a chess match. Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I had to do that to yeah, you. Yeah. That's, yeah, sorry that's not how that. that went down. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I would say, um, uh, I like, uh, I love, I also probably don't, I'm the opposite of you. I like, like household chores. I like being outside and, mm. and uh, I hope and Monica doesn't hear this. Yeah. Um, and not like chores, like cleaning the floors. I don't know anyone who likes cleaning the floors, but like being outside and, and doing things that, that, um, that are like the lawn or man, just getting so old. But, um, but yeah, but I think the the buckets are helpful, you know, for people to think through in terms of, Hey, how do I grow? in my relationship with God, think in terms of disciplines that are necessary and think about, think in terms of things that stir your affections Mm -hmm. and know the disciplines are constant. They're the same for everybody. Everybody needs to do these disciplines. We didn't touch on journaling. Journaling would be another one. I was about to say. Um, And then the affection stirs, those tend to be different person by person, but just knowing, Hey, what stirs my affections for God? Yeah, that's good. Um, So what is a quiet time? Punishment. Sounds like it. It, it, I, who came up with Go the name quiet time? But but right now we're offending lots of people because it's the most common way to people refer to uh, what that is. So what, what do people mean by a quiet time? Let me say this as a personal testimony. I've heard others say, you know, hey, I need to start my day in a quiet time and um, 
Otherwise, it you know it just doesn't work out. And I have resisted at that for so long. And I am now completely convinced that's absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, if I've just I'm looking back, like if I can't start my day in God's Word in a in a quiet space where I can re- pray and not feel rushed. If I don't get up early enough to do that, it just feels like a major blow to my day, and um, and so I think. Believe me, we know. I know, and, I and know we you notice. Do. I know you do. Um, so a quiet time, I think, just just setting time away from God, and and you know what you need is a is a time, a place, and, and a plan. Knowing what you're going to read, I wouldn't just grab the Bible and let it fall open and read whatever's there. There's so many reading plans out there. Lots of people are doing the journey through the uh, the Bible in a year. Um, you can read the Bible in chronological order. You can read the Bible you, with your community group. You say, hey, we're going to read Philippians together and just chart out, hey, here's how fast we're going to go. Uh, you can do the journey. Jointhejourney.com is, is a reading plan that I followed uh, and do follow Reddit this morning. Um, and so just having a plan and then knowing, okay, what, when does my day start tomorrow? How do I back up my alarm clock? So a lot of people listening, right? Your alarm goes off. You giving yourself 15 minutes to get ready so that you can barely, so you, you only make it to work, you know, five to seven minutes late. I mean, that's how a lot of us operate. Mm -hmm. And the truth is to do this requires discipline. You have to know what time I need to wake up tomorrow, what time I need to go to bed the night before so that I can get up, you know, and, and give myself an hour or 45 minutes or even 30 minutes just where it's just, I'm not thinking about anything else in my day. I'm just, I'm just hanging out with God. I'm talking in prayer. I'm reading things. I'm meditating on it. I'm journaling. Uh, That's starting your day. Imagine if for the rest of your life, you started every single day like that for the rest of your life till Jesus comes back. So let's put on life coach hat here for a sec, because we just said a lot and I want to make sure we don't blow by it. One of the most common problems, I think probably for most people listening is getting in the word. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a discipline that uh, frankly, I, I think, um, most Christians are really bad at. Yeah. So let's, let's, I heard you say some things. I heard you suggest like, Hey, go to bed earlier or you got to have a plan. Uh, so let's, yeah. let's hang here a little bit. I, I come to you and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I'm just really struggling or I want to learn it. Yep. And I just, I'm a, I'm a new believer or yeah. wherever I am. Yeah. Coach me. What should let's, I do? So let's just reverse engineer this. Take it really simple. How much time do you want to spend with God in the morning? How much time should I? Okay. Let's say let's say at least 30 minutes. Okay. At least 30 minutes. Okay. And so at least 30 minutes. So then I'd say, okay, how much, uh, how much, how many hours of sleep do you need to be productive? Uh, seven and a half. Okay. I think if I go below or at least seven, maybe okay. seven and a half. And then I would say, okay, what time uh, do you need to be at work? What time do you need to start your day? How many, how long do you need to get ready? Okay. Now let's add, you know, 35, 45, an hour to that. Back that up. That's when you wake up. Now that you have your wake up time, let's back that up eight hours. Now you have your go to bed time. And so it all starts with going to bed at the right time. And so let's say you just decided that you are going to go to bed at 11 so that you can uh, wake up at 6.30. And you're going to spend from 6.30 to 7.15 with God. And so now you need to know what you're going to do then. And so come up with a plan thinking, all right, what am I going to do from uh, 6.30 to 7.15? And I might suggest just starting, uh, you know, get find your place. Okay, where are you going to do it? So let's just say the kitchen table. Let's say the front porch, the back porch. Um, let's say, you know, in your room at a desk. All of those places are fine. Choose one. Maybe it's Starbucks. Maybe you get up and you leave and you go somewhere else. You put on your headphones. But you need your place and your time. And you think, okay, now what's my plan? 
And so you might say, all right, I'm going to spend the first, you know, 15, or I'm going to spend the first five minutes just in praying, God, would you speak to me this morning? Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you for creating me. Um, thank you for all that I have today. Lord, I have these meetings today. Would you, you know, give me the grace to handle those meetings, allow me to clothe myself in humility, just asking God to prepare in your heart. Read for 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? So read some amount of time. That, and, and so it's like, what do you read? Well, maybe you're enjoyingthejourney.com. Uh, maybe you're reading the Bible in chronological order, um, but you have a plan that you're reading. And so uh, maybe you're reading Philippians with your community group. You need to know that before you went to bed. You're not deciding that that morning, okay? Yeah. Uh, that should be planned out for the next several months. This is the reading plan I'm going to follow. Yep. So you read that for you know a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and then you spend some time thinking about it. Maybe you're journaling. All right, what? how do I think this applies to me? Um, you, you know, Garrett did a message. You just did a message on the Bible, I know. Um, you know, uh, what was the question you answered? Can you trust the Bible? Yeah, can you it's, trust the Bible? It's more like apologetic. And then I know Garrett did a message uh, recently as well. What series was that in? I'm trying to think. Remnant. I think yeah, it's in like the, what remnant, the, what the remnant. The remnant reads. Yeah, what the remnant did reads. Did a great job. And so he just talks about, uh, you know, how he reads the Bible, what he's looking for. Hey, what's the one thing that I want to change in my life because of what I read? And that's a helpful, you know, I've heard observations. What do I observe in the text? Uh, applications. What can I apply from the text? Uh, interpretations. What are the, the, the truths of God's, that God was writing to his people then? What are the eternal truths? How do I interpret it into our culture today? And so those are all lenses, frameworks that help you read the Bible. It's good, man. You may consider getting a study Bible, um, especially if you're uh, you're wondering how do I interpret and make sure I'm reading this right. Uh, the ESV Study Bible. Uh, have either of you all ever read ESV Study Bible? Yeah. It's it's it is the best resource. It's better than going to seminary. You read it front to back. It is better than going to seminary, and um, and so you may consider uh, getting that. It just has it has some. Uh, some of what you just said of the interpretive challenges. It just helps you have pro, have commentary, well thought out, trusted commentary on uh, on different passages. But either way, like you said, having a plan. And I heard you say something that it's not just a plan for tomorrow. It's like, a, hey, this is probably what I'm going to be doing this next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. You, you And then and when it's done, you need to come up with a new plan. And so there's this constantly reinventing the wheel of like, all right, what am I going to read for the next several weeks or the next several months? And so um, getting a chronological Bible or a um, uh, read the Bible in a year plan, it's all laid out for you there. But if you, you know, I don't want to be too legalistic about this. If you want to read Romans or you want to read Philippians with your community group, or you want to start in Genesis or start in John, uh, John is a great, if you've never read the Bible, John is a great place to, to read. Uh, the gospel narrative, and so that's a great place to start. Um, so yeah, I think I think that those are the really those are some really key elements into to doing this. And I would just say, if you like, as we think, there's a lot of sales commercials. We're getting a lot of information all the time about hey, if you do this, it will change your life. This diet will change your life. This workout plan will change your life. If you do this one thing, it's going to change your life more than just about any other thing that you could do. Mm. Well, how about that testimony? This is the one thing that you could do that would bring the most benefit to your life uh, more than just about anything else, any other change you could make is for the rest of your life, every single day, to start with God. And that no one ever regrets. No one's ever like, gosh, I really wish I wouldn't have developed that habit, waking up and spending time in God's Word. Never once. Yep. Um, Translations, anything you'd say about that? Read the, by the one you'll read, 
you know, NIV, NASB, NLT, uh, ESV. Um, you know, they all exist for different reasons. We don't have to get into it. I don't, candidly, I, I don't know that I would be able to ace that test on which ones are literal, line for line, word for word. Um, I read NIV. I, I think you're a... ESV. ESV. Um, you talked about the ESV study Bible. It's excellent. It's absolutely excellent. Um, also, I like the uh, commentary, Bible knowledge commentary. It's two volumes, Old mm-hmm. Testament and New Testament. Those are great resources. Others are gotquestions.org. Like I got questions, gotquestions.org. Um, if you have running across a question in the text, sometimes that, that site's really helpful. You can use it like Google. Uh, carm.org, C-A-R-M as in Mary.org. Um, it stands for Christian Apologetic and Resource Ministries. Uh, it's a good resource. Bible knowledge commentary, just to double click on that, um, or just to make sure that they heard that. I mean, that, that's one that yeah, I know you use constantly. We use in almost every porch message. I have a friend who recently started using that, and it's just been amazing for him. So big fan. Yeah. Uh, so I think people can feel like if they're doing all the things you're mentioning, like reading and, pr- and praying and all that, uh-huh. I've heard people be like, yeah, I'm doing all those things. It's just not, I'm not feeling a connection with God still. Yeah. Uh, So the first bucket is discipline, and sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. Sometimes you will feel a connection with God, sometimes you won't. Like, don't measure success based on your emotions or how you feel, and I know that's very, very difficult. But also just to know, okay, when do I feel a connection with God? What am I doing when I do feel a connection with God, and how can I do more of that? Sometimes I think life's as simple as like, hey, what makes you love God more? Do a whole lot of that. Uh, What distracts you from God? Stop doing that. Sometimes I think life is that simple, but I would just say emotions come and go. They can't be. They can't always be trusted, um, and they they don't define success when it comes to, um, you know, the spiritual disciplines. It's good. John Piper wrote a book called "What to Do When I Don't Desire God," and I'll save everyone the time of reading it. Yeah, it's essentially keep doing the same stuff. Like yeah. you just keep going, keep disciplining. And, um, and sorry, Piper, David just hurt book sales. Sorry, man. Hey, you still got desiring God though, which is a classic. I love it, man. It's good. Uh, that's all I got. Guys, it's fun to be with you from views from the porch. We'll see you next week. We want to thank you for listening to views from the porch. For more information about the porch ministry, visit us at the porch.live or follow us on social media at the porch.